Springfield Talk 104.1. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Nick Reed. It is Friday. Hope you're doing awesome. We do have happy hour coming up at Retro Metro. Have price draft beer. You going to be there? Well, October the th- or August the 30th was my son's 33rd. Oh, so you're going to So we're going to be Rico's tonight. Oh, okay, going to eat big. Haven't been there in a while. They went, I you know I hate to say this about because they're not a sponsor, they're well, not no. a they're but, but for a restaurant in town, there are times where they knock it out of the park. Oh yeah. And then there are those times you go what happened? Yeah, well, <laughs> what what, what I haven't happened? been in a long time. I just don't think of it be, uh, just because, I don't know, it's so far away Well, it's almost Well, it's live. almost like you can tell <laughs> it when. It would take 20 whole minutes to get there. You can almost you mm. can almost tell when Michael is there mm. versus when Michael's not. Oh, and, well. and I, I know the guy who owns it. Okay. He actually campaigned against me Oh, <laughs> when I ran for city council. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the, uh, the camp of uh, Bob Stevens. Oh. Well, um, Retro Metro for everyone else who doesn't have a son's birthday party to celebrate, we'd love for you to come out for that. Now, if you are, you're, you're just, of course, you can have dinner there, but you think, oh, we're just you know, going to have some drinks. Uh, if you have the app and you're trying to figure out what you are going to do for dinner, uh, probably around 4 o'clock this afternoon, you're going to get a notification about a, a, a special deal that will be going on only tonight. At the area Godfather's store location, Springfield, Nixa, Ozark Battlefield. And if you want to take advantage of that deal, just call them and tell them. The, the, the KSGF app is the only place that will notify of that particular deal. So if you don't have the app, download it, get that notification on. And uh, Godfather's, they do deliver. Uh, now, of course, some of you may be outside of the delivery range, but they'll be able to tell you. So Godfather's Pizza, uh, take advantage of that if you would like to as well. And while you're at it, KSGF.com, sign up for Retro Metro Lunch Bunch or a Godfather's Pizza Party, which we'll have more details on that coming. We pretty much have them at KSGF.com. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. I know it's a lot. I have never had a bad meal at Retro Metro, though. Yeah. And I've tried you multiple know, things there too. So they, even things that I thought no, I wouldn't like, yeah. like I wonder what that does. Yeah, you wonder good. what that does. <laughs> one, I, this may sound odd, but one of the things I really do like about Retro Metro is just the way that the staff is treated and interacts with one another. If that makes sense, and I, I, I guess to some degree, I probably just because we're there every week. Uh, so you get to know the people and everything, but just what the owners do, Tiny and his wife do for the employees and stuff. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I have an appreciation for that. You know, the the, the benefit of the uh, happy hour being there is the employees actually, unlike some other locations that happy hour has been at, it seems like the employees are happy to see you. Right. <laughs> that I mean, is it, nice. It, the, the fact that you completely fill up that entire Area, room. Yeah. They know they're going to. They work for a little bit of money and tips. So yeah. as long as they keep the beverages and food flowing, the tips get higher and higher. Well, and of course, Taylor is the the one who always takes care of us for our um, our lunch bunch. So we see her every. So we've really gotten to know her. 
uh, but once a month is when I'm able to interact more with the others and and uh, you know it's they're they, yeah they're just always nice and friendly and they don't seem like oh my gosh we have to deal with these yahoos. yeah these these guys, <laughs> just yeah. which is nice because you know with this group you never know latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Color 10's Angela Luna. One person is dead and another is in the hospital after an overnight shooting. Police were called after multiple gunshots were heard around 1230 in the morning. They found the victims in two different locations, but believe they may be connected. SPD says EMS responded to Grant to treat the man for his injuries, but he's pronounced dead on the scene. Officers will have sunset blocked off at Grant until their teams can clear the scene and gather more information on the investigation. An update on the Springfield High School quarterback who filed a lawsuit in an effort to play this season. Kylan Maven's request to play football while his case with the Missouri State High School Activities Association goes through the courts was denied by Greene County Judge Dan Wickmer. Maven's filed a lawsuit against Misha after he was ruled ineligible to play for transferring from Kickapoo to Glendale this past spring. This is not the end of the case. We'll know more following his next hearing on September 18th. For all the latest news, tune in to Color 10 at 5 and 6. I'm Angela Luna. And now the uh, Color 10, Fox 49 First alert forecast from meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work, sunny 84. For a high today, overnight low, 59, 87 tomorrow, Sunday, 90, and Labor Day, mostly sunny, a high of 89. Going to go ahead and jump to traffic, though we'll continue on with Tom Martz this morning. From Scramblers, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. I am Nick Reed, and Tom Arts is with us. Hey, the theme of the show is going to be property rights. Oh. And speaking of property yes, rights, sir. we had one of the first here in the United States in 1676. Nathaniel Bacon leads an uprising against English Governor William Berkeley at Jamestown, Virginia. Classic Nathaniel Bacon. Resulting in the settlement being burned to the ground. Bacon's rebellion came in response to the governor's repeated refusal to defend the colonists against the Indians. Now, whose property was it? It was the Indians. Also, um, there were a, a... massive a number of uh, hogs there that were burned alive and they fed off of those and then they called the them bacon because no I'm making all of that up <laughs> totally making it up in 1807 Aaron Burr is arrested in Mississippi for a complicity in a plot to establish a southern empire in Louisiana and Mexico In 1836, Protestant missionary Dr. Marcus Whitman leads a party to Oregon. His wife, Narcissa, is one of the first white women to travel the Oregon Trail. Oh, okay. You know, they used to have a... uh, computer game oh yes and when we had that when the kids were little and we had them in the truck with us that was like we were going across nebraska and Mm -hmm. stuff like that that they would be on the computer playing the oregon trail i think that oregon trail in its heyday which that would have been 80s uh, i'm sure was responsible for well i should say that 99.9 percent of young people who knew what dysentery was knew about it because of Oregon Trail. There's a lot of things that 
kids could learn See, through video Oregon games, Trail. Yeah. I mean, it was that you died of dysentery. Yeah, when when you come <laughs> when you come into Nebraska, I think the first mile marker is like four sixty seven or something like that. And my kids would always go like, "Oh man, we got seven hours <laughs> driving across this state." And I would say, "Hey, look." Back in the day, mm-hmm. it took two months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you died of dysentery. <laughs> yes. Hey, in eighteen eighty-two, the first Labor Day is observed in New York City by the Carpenters and Joiners Union. In eighteen ninety-four, by an act of Congress, Labor Day is declared a national holiday. What year? Uh, eighteen ninety-four. In 1904, Helen Keller graduates oh. with honors from Radcliffe College. 1905, Alberta and Saskatchewan become Canadian provinces. In 1916, Bulgaria declares war on Romania as the First World War expands. And in 1923, an earthquake levels the Japanese cities of Tokyo and Yokohama, killing 300,000 people. See, had they gotten rid of the suburbans back then, Mm. that wouldn't have occurred, because that's got to be part of climate change. In 1942, just doing my job, just doing my job. A federal judge in Sacramento, California, upholds the government's detention of Japanese Americans and Japanese nationals as a war measure. Just following the law. FDR. That's right. In 1951, Australia, New Zealand, and the United States signed the ANZUS, A-N-Z-U-S Treaty. It's a mutual defense pact. So if anyone attacks Australia and anyone attacks New Zealand, we'll be there with bells on to help them out. In 1969, Colonel Muammar Gaddafi seizes power in Libya following a coup. Kind of like how in 2020, POTUS Biden seized control (laughs) of the United States following a four-year coup. In 1972, America's Bobby Fischer beats Russians Boris Spassky in, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of that town, Iceland, to become the world chess champion. In 1998, on National Day, Vietnam releases 5,000 prisoners, including political dissidents. And that's pretty much the end of today's date in history. So let's go to the quote of the day. Real well, quick. I was thinking as you look that up, back to FDR, who is, I think it's fair to say, one of the most revered Democrat presidents. Democrats. Probably one of the most revered presidents, period. Yeah. And how, you know, kind of screw the Japanese over that whole internment camp thing. And, you know, fast forward to the Democrat Party today and the systemic racism that they have pushed as policies on the universities, discriminating against Asians when it comes to admission, and then, like, just trashing them when the Asian-American organizations went to the Supreme Court and got the ruling that said you cannot discriminate against Asians and 
and just the White House and you know, all of these Democrat-led institutions just railing against that ruling. I'm like, what is it with them just <laughs> screw it to the Asians? I well, mean, what what is it with that party? You know, at least when they they redistributed the Native American population mm-hmm. with the Trail of Tears, they didn't put them in cages or fencing with barbed wire to prevent them. Didn't put them in concentration right, yeah. camps. They kind of led them unwillingly to different parts yeah, of the country. And, and why, with the movement that we were all subjected to of removing names off of buildings and taking down statues of anything that had any connection to uh, poor treatment of people based on race, was Roosevelt not subject to that? I think they should have tore down the uh, the dam that was built by the Tennessee Valley Authority because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you think of all these elementary schools, how, how do you, I mean, if you, if, let's play the uh, the card that you'll constantly hear from left-wing activists. Um, how, how do you think that makes Asian children feel to walk into a Roosevelt High or Roosevelt Elementary School? Well, un, unlike the population at large, the Asians don't dwell. No, they don't. On things that transpired in the past are kind of a... Live and let live type. Well, and, okay, we can sit and complain about this and ask other people to fix it for us, or we'll figure out some other avenue in which we can be successful. And they've done that um, over and over and over again. Well, that's all part of their whitish privilege. Yeah, that's what they're called, white supremacists by the left (laughs) at times. You know, uh, Truman was the one who dropped the bomb. Yes. (laughs) Just, you really, you look at the the lineup of Democrat presidents, man. It just really put the Asians in their place. Tom Arts with it. Oh, quote of the day: A person who won't read has no advantage over one who can't read. Mm. Mark Twain. Yeah, I like that. I do too. Yeah, very, very true. I was going to say insightful. I don't know if it's insightful as much as just flat out true and accurate. We are uh, at Scramblers, the Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing. We're going to take a quick break. Continue on this morning with the Friday Road Show. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Look, go. everyone, Tom Art. And we're going to talk fake news in the local media. Fake news. Fake KY3 news. specifically. Okay. Senate Bill 398, which was passed and signed by Governor Parsons, was an act in lieu thereof 25 new sections relating to motor vehicles with penalty provisions. KY3 the other evening did a story on how it is that motor vehicle dealers now may uh, I know where you're going. pay for or collect the sales the revenue for the property tax however one of our legislative committee members sent an email and said no you're factually inaccurate what that bill does is is it requires them because i'm going to read just the first sentence on page 10 this is the old way Beginning July 1st, 2010, any motor vehicle dealer licensed under Section 301560 engaged in the business of selling motor vehicles or trailers may 
apply to the Director of Revenue for authority to collect and remit sales tax required under this section on all motor vehicles sold by the motor vehicle dealer. What did the bill in question do? Well, it took out the word may and put in the word shall. shall. Therefore, motor vehicle dealers in the state of Missouri are now required by the state to collect that revenue so they can forward it to the state. Well, the member of the legislative committee sent a basically an email and said you're factually inaccurate because what that bill does is it actually requires them now to do so. Well, he eventually heard back and they said, well, no, we, we think you're inaccurate. We're going to go with our source. <laughs> Did they say who that source was? No. Okay. But if you're ever listening to the news in, in reality and they tell you that something transpired in a piece of legislation and if you want to find out if it's factually accurate, I don't know everything, but I can read a piece of legislation and yeah. I can firmly tell you may means you can do it, shall means you are going to do it whether you like it or not. I just found it quite odd that they have informed the legislative committee member, the guy who's been reading legislation for years now. Oh, by the way, you're incorrect. We know what it says. I don't know if you heard. I talked about it on Monday, the same day that did you hear the story about, I think it was St. Charles, where the police chief and the mayor got together, and they, they were encouraging citizens if they see expired temporary tags. Because you, you've seen this. You know, people drive around, and there's these paper tags from... 2021 you're like what on earth and so generally you have local municipalities are like we just don't have the time to chase this stuff down so monday fox 2 in the st louis market reported on in st charles the mayor and the chief of police together were encouraging people that if you if you're behind somebody and they have expired temporary tags, take a picture of it with your phone and email it to us. This is the, on the same day it became illegal to do that in the state of Missouri. <laughs> with the talking and text ban on, yes. on your phones, of course. I thought, how perfect. If, if that isn't a fantastic uh, uh, little sampling of government. I have one vehicle that my phone operates the radio. Yeah, we've got so if I'm on my phone in that vehicle, I'm not actually texting, nor am I calling anybody. It's no different than me tuning the radio while driving down the highway. So I can't wait to get that ticket. Well, you're not, according to the way it's written, you're not supposed to do anything with your phone that requires you holding it. Yeah, just your in phone. In any way. But yet I can reach oh, yeah, for yeah, I know, I know. the radio knobs and yeah, play with the yeah. radio knobs. Yeah. But I can't reach for my phone yeah. to play with the radio knobs because it's the same identical thing. Or you can fumble around to put your earbuds in right? so you can talk that way. Although but I, you can't just pick it up and say hello. Although I find it quite odd that you mentioned St. Charles because St. Charles I think is it was getting... St. Charles? Yes. Yeah, it was St. Charles. They're getting a massive amount of camera equipment in that area. So they can rat out cars that have been sitting in parking lots too long, or 
they can they can take pictures of the cars with the expired tags they can take pictures of people walking up and down sidewalks and they're becoming a little surveillance state up there so you can just call 1-800-TYRANNY operators <laughs> are standing by to take your call well the other thing that i don't believe i noted at the time because my focus was on just the government contradiction there of take pictures with your phone but by the way that's illegal was the fact that that was evidently not even thought about by the person who put the story together because nowhere in the story did it mention this is sort of odd or did anyone at the press conference in which the mayor and the police chief were making this announcement go, well, wait a minute, but today's the day that it's illegal to do that? Yeah, but and we're not going to find it for a year, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, what? Oh. We're at Scramblers this morning. Uh, Tom Art's with us, of course. The American Transmissions Talk at Text Line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny day today, high of 84, clear 59 tonight. Sunny 87 tomorrow, 90 on Sunday and Labor Day. Mostly sunny, high of 89. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, if you don't have plans this weekend, I'm going to make them for you. And that plan is to take a trip down to Quick Draw Gun in Monette because their summer clearance sale is ending this Saturday. And I also want to remind you that hunting season is right around the corner. So keep that in mind while you are down there. It's a great time to stock up on ammo, accessories, or add to your firearm collection if you wish to do so. So once again, that summer clearance sale, it is ending this Saturday. Make sure you take a trip down to Monette and uh, don't miss out on it because it will be very disappointing if you do. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Brad and his team down there at Quick Draw Gun. Plus, you can find uh, their address, hours of operation. All of that is going to be housed in one place, and that place is ksgf.com. Click on the Sarah's Endorsements tab, scroll down, and that's where you'll find all of that information. All right. There you go. We got Tom Arts here. I am going to have to go down there because as Do I it. learned Do this it. week, uh-huh. I need a pedal carry firearm. Okay. Because I actually ride with a bike jersey that is the Gadsden flag. Oh, well, yeah. And I could actually trigger somebody who may decide to take me out simply because I'm wearing a don't tread on me bike jersey. Because you And it's bright yellow, so it can't be missed. You're wearing a jersey that they probably have no idea what it's actually about. Correct. But they saw on the internet it means racism. (laughs) So... So that's all that matters. But anywho, hey, you know how occasionally we discuss be careful on the things that you would like to put into the Constitution because it could come back and bite you? I'm not going to say where I stand on this, but I do want people to, I'm going to read it, but I want you to take a step back from your normal political self and look at this topic from a 360-degree perspective. Article 1, Section 36 shall be known as the right to informed consent. So this would be going into the Bill of Rights section of the state constitution. 
that individuals have fundamental rights to informed consent to refuse any medical technologies, procedures, or treatment, including but not limited to injections, vaccines, or I think it's prophylactics. No law, rule, order, ordinance, or regulation shall require, mandate, or coerce any person to receive or use a medical procedure, treatment, vaccine, prophylactic, pharmaceutical, or medical device, nor discriminate against the individual who exercise this right. Informed consent includes the right to be informed about exposure to mRNA and or gene-altering therapies and medical technologies or treatment. That, if it gets approved and goes on the ballot, and if it, that then gets approved, this will become the new Article 1, Section 36. To I'm going to take a step outside myself. To my way of thinking, I already have these rights. I don't need them codified in the Constitution to have it. The problem also exists that the state has already dictated that you will have these different vaccines of which have been being implemented into people. Like, I looked at my, my shot records when I was a kid. I had like eight. They were all required by law. Now we're up to like 30-something. They're all required by law. People in the medical and healthcare industry have already allotted themselves through their employer that they will get the flu vaccine in order to keep their employment. So if, if passed, in my liberal view of this, this seems as a mechanism where you're going to try to throw what's already in existence on its head. Then where does this go? Well, then it goes to the court. So then the court comes along and says, oh, by the way, that Article 136 that you put in the Constitution is null and void. So then for, for future purposes then, what have you actually done to the people's rights? So let's back up just a bit. This ultimately, the goal, the purpose here is to say you, you can't be forced by the state to be vaccinated. Literally, you can't be forced by the state to do anything anyway. That's part of our, our problem. Right. We just acquiesce and go, well, if it's law, right. we got to do it. This, however, is th that's what the intent here Correct. is. Correct. Right? Um, so I guess if that if that's the intent, then, I, I mean, kids no longer, I mean, there are vaccine requirements for school. I know. That's what I'm okay. saying. And this would make it so that there could be no. Well, I'm in favor of that. Right. No. I just, honestly, I believe it's my body, and my no choice. There's no exemption or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no exemptions for. No. Well, see, as as, as soon as you and, and to ha whoever wrote this, I'm or, not arguing for any. I'm just kind of surprised. To, to whoever wrote yeah, this, yeah. I'll give them credit that they made it equal across the right. board. Who did write this? Where I, I this have no idea. From? Uh, the as soon as you start creating exemptions, well, we'll we'll exempt smallpox, or so, we'll exempt right. We'll we'll exempt oh, sure, actual sure. vaccines. Oh, well, I was just thinking more along the lines of it, it wouldn't necessarily actual vaccines. It wouldn't necessarily exempt vaccines, but institutions that could force you, like well, except for the schools, or you know, or, except for the government, you know, of course. Um, Anyway, uh, See, I, so, I, what I, you're, so what you're saying, though, is, is in the be careful what you ask for, that 
looking, playing the tape forward. This gets challenged. The courts say, you can't do that. And then it would be codified that government can force you to. Well, is that, I'll, is that what you're... Yeah, I'll remind everybody that the marriage shall be defined as one man, right. one oh, woman yeah, is in Article 1 right. of our state constitution. And what happened to that? Well, A... Government doesn't determine who it is and who it isn't that doesn't who gets married. That should never be a function of no, government. Agreed. But when you create it as a function of government, you open yourself up to these avenues. And if the black robes decide it, well, this right to informed consent doesn't exist, what have you done to the future generations? Because now they'll have a court decision yeah. or a court opinion going, Oh, wait a minute, that's not a right. Look look at when they decided that they can force us to vaccines uh, for the coronavirus. And everybody fell back to that case, uh, Massachusetts versus whatever the heck it was. Well, they said back in 1905 that the courts determined that the state can force you to have a vaccination for public safety. So this is back to, I forgot... This was something that the uh, right are they are they gathering, they're gathering signa- signatures? Okay, so they're gathering signatures for it right now. Okay, were you, were you as perplexed as I was? You you made the reference to the marriage amendment that the libertarian stance generally was that government should be involved not in gay or in gay marriage. I, I always thought that was an odd position. Well, I, I always like the people who drive around with the equal thing on, oh, yeah. on the back of their vehicle. I don't care who you get married to, right. but that's not an actual function right, of yeah. government. Well, and the and what was weird is is that the libertarian position on that, as I heard it expressed by numerous self-identified libertarians, is that well, because that's equality. Well, wouldn't actual equality in the libertarian view be government is not involved in anyone's marriage? And, uh, that that would that, be, That to me, yeah. it seems so obvious, but I can't tell you how many times that I would come up against people that said they were libertarian. It's like, no government, we need more government with marriage. We need a, to be involved in everyone's for equality. I'm like, that seems the opposite of libertarianism, but um, what do I know? Well, their their application was because of tax code. If you and I got married, we, yeah, well, they we would a, not have the same taxable thing if Sarah and I were married. Well, uh, and again, the position should be that shouldn't be part of taxing anyway. Correct. Yeah. The, the, the equality in a libertarian perspective should be government out of it for everybody. Correct. Not in it for everybody. <laughs> Tom Arts with us this morning. Friday Road Show here at Scramblers, sponsored by Affordable Towing. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Happy Hour Retro Metro, 4 to 6 this afternoon. We'll have Springfield Cardinal tickets if you want some come by. We'll give you some of those. Hey, I found a job in reality that I know that I could never do. Ever. Stripper? Too late. (laughs) I could not be the official spokesperson for any governmental agency. (laughs) Not for very long. No, I had the opportunity earlier this week. Nixa was doing its little thing about they're putting out proposals and bids for who's going to be the official sponsor of all the trash 
in the oh. city of Nixa for every residential customer, not business customer. So I made the comment on their page, who does the city of Nixa think they are that they own all the trash in the city of Nixa for all these homes? Right. The, the way to create a mechanism by which people pay the least amount of money is competition. Now, you could, in reality, you could negotiate with, with uh, trash companies that, hey, we're going to create it so Monday is the trash pickup day over here, no matter which company you are. Right. Tuesday's over here. But I have friends that live in Nixa who have complained about Republic Trash Services ever since I've known them. I have Republic right here in Springfield. I've had them ever since they bought out whatever company it was that I was using to begin with. And I've had pretty good luck with them, except for when they tore a limb off my oak tree. But other than that, they've been really good. Maybe so, they thought you were throwing it out. Well, no, it, they, they're, they're supposed to, based on where the limb kind of hung over the road, I make sure my trees are at least 13.6 or 14 foot off the road. Because we've got semis that drive up and down our residential street to get to Doling Park. Well, I know full well at 13.6 they're going to clip that branch off, so I always make sure they're up, which every homeowner in reality is supposed to do. If your tree grows over top of the street, you should make sure that those trees are 13.6 high, because if a moving van comes down through there, they'll rip them out. Or a truck or uh, truck yeah, that's anything. carrying giraffes. Yeah, anything. But they have the bucket that lifts up in the air. Well, he picked up my garbage, and his thing was full in the front. So instead of moving up five feet and then dumping it, he decided to do it right where he picked up the trash container and smacked the uh, the branch. And about six months later, that big old branch came down because of the damage that happened back then. But the gentleman who does the, Drew is his name, who handles the requirements for the city of Nixon discusses of how it's a public safety issue to have all these different trucks running up and down city streets and residential streets. It oh, does all sure. kinds of damage if you have like five or six of them instead of just one. I know in Republic, I mean, it's like a war zone. I, you, people are getting hit by garbage trucks all the time, garbage truck wars. They're having drag races. Well, let's, it's, let's, it's horrific. Let's, let's take that out to an I'm, extent, though. If... If you only want one trash hauler because of the, the safety it provides and the limited amount of truck traffic that you have on residential roads, then why are there four or five different auto parts companies in Nixa? Oh, sure. Why sure. are there yeah. four or five different grocery stores? Why not just have right. price cutter? Or that way or, only yeah. price cutter trucks can only go down there. Uh, or delivery services. And, and this is the point that we're actually getting with smart cities which are being implemented across the United States. By the way, a lot of chatter, the fact that Joplin residents noticed that their name was on a list of smart cities. There are a lot of Joplin residents who are just realizing that this is happening over there. Oh, now, see, I actually I saw that list, but I didn't look at the list. Joplin is on it. So I actually made the comment, I wonder how long it will be until Nixa and Joplin are on that list. Joplin but Joplin, Joplin must list. already be because on it. Because there were a lot of, what the hell, from the pen, and I guess it was a couple years ago, there was actually a press release, or there was something a couple of years ago in which 
uh, there was a story where they were forming an exploratory committee about becoming one of these smart cities where yeah i mean it's like it's sim city is what they're tra- where it's the master control just controls everything yes this garbage thing is just one of these weird sort of a, a, authoritarian personality traits where you have some of these cities that just don't think and then they rationalize why it's better that's why i couldn't do that job because i would have to rationalize in my brain why it is that limiting the availability of different trash haulers to come into my city benefits the city and it benefits the consumer at the same time and be able to promote that message as an authoritarian, making it appear as if I'm only doing it for the safety of the people. Well, in there, uh, I think it was unrelated to that, or perhaps it was related. There was a posting about all everybody was their normal pickup times were changing, and yeah, I saw that. Yeah, map. And so of course people were just. You know, some people didn't like it, and they were explaining. Some people were confused about it. Now, I'm sure the perspective of the city is, well, you're a bunch of idiots, figure it out. But the fact of the matter is, if you live in a city where the government hasn't decided to dictate that decision for you, if you don't like it, you can call up a competitor. You know, you have choices. Um, I mean, I've, I've lived in cities before that do this, and it's always the same. They always promise it's going to be better. Oh, and but don't worry, because if it's not, by gosh, we'll in the contract with them. Never do. They have these, like, 10-year, 20-year contracts that go on forever, and amazingly enough, the people who are the decision makers get campaign donations, generally, from these these different uh, companies and and I don't blame the companies for bidding on it. If you have a city that's going to do this, I mean, obviously you're going to want that work. It's not the fault of the company. But, you know, when you don't, I don't care who you are, and I don't care how well-intended you are. If you don't have to worry about losing your customer, customer service is not a top priority. Because where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Right. I mean, if you don't like if you don't like the deal that O'Reilly's has given you, you can go down to AutoZone. Right. If yeah. you don't like AutoZone, you can go That's to CarQuest. Right. Yeah. You can go to. If I don't like the deal that Republic has given me in Springfield, I have five, six, seven, eight different yeah. choices. If I live in Nixa and I don't like the fact that Republic is not picking up my trash, I may take it and put it in the back of my pickup and take it down to Drew's office and dump it on his floor. Well, and, I'm not going to get any satisfaction out of that. And uh, before we go to traffic here, I'll tell you one other aspect. Of it, I just don't buy, and I think it's reaching and, and insulting, and I could be wrong about this. But, you know, they said, well, having all these trucks, I mean, it just, it's really, it really just tears up the roads. I, it, then you're doing the roads wrong. What you're talking about, instead of one garbage truck a week, five you're really telling me that's the difference with all of the traffic that these roads take? That that's the difference between whether those roads are going to last 50 years or they're going to be gone in six months? Come on. I, to me, it's just totally reaching. It's looking. They just cannot help this control. Think about the people who work for government. If, if you find somebody who works for government that doesn't have an authoritarian complex, it doesn't take them long to get it. Yeah, I know it's it's infectious. They can't help that control gene. They just and they tell themselves 
it's not about control. It's just because I know better. Right. <laughs> Tom Arts with us. More coming up from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Marks. Hey, I have discovered a new podcast. Oh. And it's a Missouri flavor podcast. Okay. It's called Rogue, R-O-G-U-E, Politics. And the the two women who do it are based out of Lincoln County, uh, up by Troy, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And they discuss pretty much their, they're taken apart. In in the, in the several episodes I've listened to, they're taking apart the like the budgetary issues. They're also taking apart politicians and where it is that they get their money from, and how the PACs were created. You know, we have that constitutional amendment that prevented you and I from right. donating money to a larger degree to a political candidate. So, like really, really good politicians, well, then you create something that's not yeah. controlled by the people. You create PACs. So you can donate money to a PAC instead of donating to a political candidate. Or you can do both. You can donate to the political candidate, and you can donate to their PAC. And then their PAC is responsible for what it is that they spend. So they can, they can money launder between each other by donating to their PACs. But one of the things that they were covering, and this is where property rights come in at, there is a proposed landfill that is going to be located up by Grandview, Lee Summits, Belton, out there by, I think it's Highway 150. There's a big... A big piece of land that I'm assuming used to be agriculture, and uh, the 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 people who own KC Waste Recycling came in and bought it, and they're proposing a dump site. Based on current state law, those communities and those homeowners that are going to be within that area are just up the creek without a paddle. They have no say. And, and I, have, I have found this discussion quite interesting because it seems like when they're discussing the property rights, they're only discussing the property rights of the, the homeowners, the uh, business owners. Not the, the owners of the not land. Not the owners of the mm, land that would like to turn it into. So it's, it's not uncommon. That's why yeah. I say when you, when you take a topic, you've got a 360-degree yeah, yeah. argument zone. So if you're going to argue one side, if it's, well, I don't want a... I don't want a landfill beside my house. Well, what if the people who own that land do want a yeah. landfill? So yeah. it's an interesting right. perspective no, no. to try to argue those things. As always, rogue Tom Martz, politics. R- rogue politics. All right. Thank you, sir. Have you a great bet. weekend, Tom Martz, everyone. We've got another hour coming up here from Scramblers, the Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing. I'm Nick Reed.